This is the Box 39 Summer Stock Take. <laughs> Hello and welcome everyone to Box 39, our treasure chest of magazine, music and the funny side of life rooted in our community here on 106.6 FM Colne Radio. I'm Bill Lawrence and I'm broadcasting live here in Studio One at Colne Radio Towers, but on my own. Just me tonight. I'm not accompanied by the usual two jaded community radio hacks that Ian and Mike are, and I'm also without Adrian, who's lent me the key to the Colm Radio Music Library. The industrial dispute, yeah, that's it. I've said it out loud. Uh, I was, I know, I was told not to, but I have. The current industrial dispute that has enveloped Ausgang Exit Two. Uh, so tonight. Because of that dispute, the music will be provided by uh, a different band from Black Horse Corner who call themselves the Black Horse Corner Band and they have very kindly offered to cross the picket line down there in the car park. The band are nearing the end of their long summer tour. They've played Fingering Ho, High Park Corner, Arlesford, Aberton, Thorrington, Rowhead, Jelmstead Market. They've even made the long trek up to Balls Green. Their final gig will be this weekend at Gusset Hill St. Osith. So, this week, it is our summer stock take. And while I drink Ian, Mike and Adrian's Cone Radio mineral water and eat their biscuits, I will be taking stock and looking back at some of the Box 39 shows over the last several months, and I'll be dipping into the Cone Radio Musical Library to play great music. So... We'll start with Box 39, show 13, broadcast way back in September 2018. The theme was happiness, and Adrian dug up some very sound musical advice for married couples in order that they might remain happy ever after. This is Mammy Galore singing It Ain't Necessary in 1966 and from this song we get some excellent advice on marital happiness. Apparently, in order to be happy, our spouses think the following things are not necessary. We don't have to, one, buy them no diamonds, or two, tear down no mountain, or three, throw our money in a fountain, or four, we don't have to dress up in splendor, or five, make the world surrender, or six, we don't have to be a big time spender, or seven, we don't have to try and fool them, or eight, to call them honey, and nine, we should note that they are willing to learn if we want to school them. Aside from that, all we've got to do is give them some loving that's true, and really, in order to be happy, everything else ain't necessary. Oh, 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 
39 regulars, Ian and Mike and Adrian, are on strike for more money. So this is Bill Lawrence, recycling stuff from previous shows and calling it a summer stock take, here on Colm Radio 106.6 FM. often ask me about the Box 39 team here at Colm Radio Towers. Well, we were put together in the tradition of bands like the Monkees, One Direction and the Beastie Boys, and put together by Lord David Price, the CEO of the media and offshore salmon farming conglomerate known as Guppy Productions. Adrian, our musicologist, was brought from Stanway, uh, from Radio Stanway, for a record fee. A move that caused real shock and awe, as Adrian had famously had the tattoo Radio Stanway Till I Die inked across his back live on his breakfast show. Well, as for Mike and Ian, they had first met on the pirate radio ship North Sea Sounds, moored just off the coast at Jaywick, uh, where Ian delivered supplies of rum, rizzlers and new 45s for the onboard DJs to play. And Mike was taking pirate radio by storm with Californian West Coast music and tales from his recent stay in the San Francisco State Penitentiary following some problems with unpaid bar bills. Well, with the arrival of legal pop music radio in Essex, they were soon signed up to be part of this sensational Big and Bouncy Hits FM based in Brentwood, and their meteoric rise in broadcasting is now literally, literally legendary. By the mid-1980s, they ruled early morning breakfast airwaves on Suffolk Extra Good and Proper Radio, famously broadcasting an entire three-hour show live from the Ipswich Co-op Funeral Parlour. That show introduced what was to become their trademark radio feature. So amidst the coffins and cast candles displays in the manager's office, they fooled unsuspecting members of the public with false beards, slapstick and pretending to be literally quite stupid. Now, they would then reveal themselves, of course, and play music from their infamous Looney Tunes list. Now, not content with this successful life behind the microphone, however, they moved to being in front of the camera. And they hosted their four-hour Sunday night home shopping programme on the innovative, innovative, I can't say that, innovative satellite channel Anglia Farming Supplies TV. But by the millennium, and after a rather uh, sort of difficult time, really, because there was a suspension from the airwaves while Ofcom had to investigate a conflict of interest, it was proven involving the sale of farmers' hairpieces on their show. Well, they went their separate ways. Mike became an itinerant, freestyling poet, appearing in shopping centres around the four corners of Essex, and uh, Ian made a considerable fortune from online pub quizzes, a natural outlet for a man with his abundant capacity for knowing, quite literally, a lot of useless things. Now, when Lord David Price arrived to sign them to Guppy Productions as part of the Box 39 team, he not only gave Ian and Mike a contract for their work on the show, but he also found them rooms at very reasonable rates at the new Colne Radio Presenters Retirement Apartment Complex, which his Russian-based property company had built on a piece of land between Colne Radio Towers and the main high-speed railway link to London here in Wivenhoe. And of course, our team would not be complete without Ausgang Exit, the Box 39 house band. With up to 16 members, this musical intervention of failed actors, narco-syndicalist part-time plumbers and full-time revolutionary activists bring their powerful blend of East Asian stadium rock mixed with spontaneous and authentic Northeast Essex dirty jazz. And in October 2018, our Box 39 show was all about team and it proved to be an immensely popular programme that highlighted not only the team here at Colm Radio Towers, but also the extent of teamwork that exists right across our community. White lips, pale face, breathing in snowflakes, burnt lungs, sour taste. Lights gone, 
days end Struggling to pay rent Long nights, strange men And they say she's in the class 18 Stuck in her daydream Been this way since 18 But lately her face seems always sinking, wasting Cause she's just under the upper hand Going mad for a couple grams She don't wanna go outside tonight And in a pipe she flies to the motherland Or sells love to another man It's too cold outside For angels to The A-Team is a folk ballad by Ed Sheeran, performed here by Daniela Andrade. Its lyrics speak of a prostitute addicted to crack cocaine, a Class A drug. It was written after Sheeran visited a homeless shelter and heard some of the stories of the lives people had been living. Making the song upbeat and using the line Class A-Team was his way of masking the heavy subject matter although the sense that the woman's life has fallen apart since being a popular member of the in-crowd at secondary school makes its message very poignant. And they say she's in the class 18 Stuck in her daydream Been this way since 18 But lately her face seems always sinking Wasted, crumbling like pastries One of the greatest secrets in the history of rock and roll is how the secret chord progression used by Carlos Santana was exposed to the world for what it was in 1980 by Frank Zappa when he released this guitar solo and chord progression entitled the Carlos Santana Secret Chord Progression which rendered the secrecy surrounding the chord progressions used at Carlos Santana concerts thereafter mostly redundant. And this is Bill Lawrence here, and one of my personal favourites of recent Box 39 shows is from October 2018, when we examined power. Now, many have written about the challenging nature of power, and where it can be really found. Is it something we each crave? Are we able to harness the power of power? Or is power uncontrollable, despite all our efforts and intentions, pulling like desperately hungry huskies who can see a small bowl of dog biscuits in the distance, barking, whining as our bitter and salty tears of failure drip, unstopped and unfettered onto the fetid carcasses on our rotting ambition? Does power have to corrupt? Will power allow, for example, the 16-piece house band of misrule, laziness and incompetence to triumph unjustly? against the senior radio presenters of sensibility, caution and common sense, thereby achieving a largely unjustified pay rise and new contract that, quite frankly, shouldn't be worth the headed notepaper that it's written on. Or is power a wonderful and positive force that can be used to unite communities under fluffy, warm blankets of happiness juice, nourishing our humanity collective and inspiring our leaders of today to work hard tomorrow? Well, I'm not sure, to be honest. I think I might have confused myself and made my head hurt ever so slightly. However, this is what Adrian said about power on our show last October.
This is the Eurythmics singing Power to the Meek. I'm just a girl with my fingers stung. Bless these bones, bless this skin, all of me and the mess I'm in. Don't know where I've been, but I'll get me there. It's like a 1980s anthem to the power of determination and the tenacity of women as they make their way in the barrow boy glass ceilinged world of the mid-1980s. It was unmistakably rooted in that decade, the UK human condition version women circa 1986. Having said this, it is somewhat undermined by the fact it was written and released in 1999. This is the Box 39 Summer Stock Take here on Colm Radio 106.6 FM with Bill Lawrence. And this is Bill Lawrence and I'm here on my own uh, tonight with Box 39. Now, we did a show about the impossible in October 2018 and we came up with a list of things that are impossible or almost impossible for ordinary people to do. But it's impossible for me to really remember them. I know that one was about, can you raise one eyebrow? Another one was about, can you lick your own elbow? Uh, there was one about gleeking, which is uh, something about spitting like a camel. And I know about twitching your nose. And finally, is it impossible to sneeze with your eyes open? Uh, but most of all, is it impossible to toot your own horn? a song entitled Impossible by a band called The Demos, about which, ironically enough, I found it impossible to glean any information whatsoever from the internet. The song is about how it is impossible to toot one's own horn, which I thought was a rather odd claim to make, as many of us do it all the time. Then someone said to me, why do dogs lick their private parts? And I answered, because they can. And then the penny dropped. It being impossible to toot one's own horn is a euphemism, although the song delves into how advanced yoga can make some supposedly impossible things possible. But your eyes burn bright and it feels so right to be loved this time. And the stars burn bright and it feels so This is Box 39, listened to by Australians all around the world. If you are in our wilderness and cannot find your kid, if it's not eaten by a crock, maybe the dingo did. 
So in November 2018, we commemorated the end of World War I 100 years ago with our two-hour live show. We spoke to school students who were visiting the killing fields of the Somme in northern France and the Ypres salient in Flanders in Belgium. Amidst the many graveyards, the proud memorials and the museums with reconstructed trenches, these students were facing their own challenges. A confrontation with death and suffering on a scale not dreamt of in their own lifetimes. And the impact on these 14-year-olds from events long since past was deep and profound. And we heard bespoke poetry from Mike that conveyed the intensity of the conflict. And we learned how men and boys from Colchester had fought alongside millions of others in this global war to end all wars. We heard music, contemporary and from many years ago, that conveyed the intensity and honour, the almost unimaginable cost that humanity bore with bravery and suffering. It was a haunting and moving programme that reminded us of the continuing follies of those who seek to change history. And we were reminded that those who do not remember the past are condemned to repeat it. It was a very special programme here on Box 39. And like every other episode of Box 39, it's easily available for you to listen to via www.mixcloud.com forward slash box 39. The horror of the Western Front, stretching from the flat and saturated fields of Flanders down to the rolling, chalky fields of northeastern France, was reflected in some of the music we played on the show. The Colonel said these bodies sting. Won't someone come and drag them away? Try to clean them up, but they mow us down And the English colonel looks the other way The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak Well, I ran for the trench, but I had no time to speak My heart said yeah, but my head said no when the English colonel said it's time to go He said, what's a few men? He said, what's a few men? job is never done So he declares time out on Christmas Day We held the enemy in our arms And we plowed each other's dead into the clay While the Lord said death will be no longer And all of these things away said what's a few men said what's a few men said what's a few men said what's a few listening to Colm Radio on 106.6 FM and this is Box 39 conducting a summer stock take. Now sport, such an important part of the glue that binds communities. It holds and unites people in passion, excitement, anticipation, conversation and pleasure. It makes heroes, it makes villains and we learn how to manage our expectations and understand success and failure. Well, here at Box 39, we often like to talk about football and we've welcomed a number of guests recently to talk about the beautiful game, including John Burns from the Coltist United Supporters Association, Carrie Dunn, who's a football writer, author and broadcaster on Eurosport, and Carla Dickinson, who is a football manager 
and works with Colchester United in the community supporting projects for teenagers. Above all, of course, she used to play for West Ham United in the women's team, which sort of made her a godlike guest for me. Now, we have regularly joined, of course, as well, by the head, shoulders, knees and toes of football, Mr Bryn Griffiths, whose unerring optimism about Colchester United is a lesson for us all, really, to see the positives. Last season with Bryn, as always fully believing in them, the U's were actually just 17 tiny little minutes from a playoff place until a goal in another game up in the grim badlands of the North scuppered them and consigned them to mid-table mediocrity once more. So, let's listen to a piece of musicology from December 2018 with Bryn's mid-winter hopes of success at the end of the season. Although Adrian drew some flack for his mid-season scepticism, as we will hear now, it turned out that actually... He was right. There were several candidates, including Truck Driver Divorce by Frank Zappa, Dark Star by The Grateful Dead, You Enjoy Myself by Fish, Cocaine in My Brain by Dillinger, Bike Ride to the Moon by The Dukes of the Stratosphere, and a medley of Season Cycle, 1000 Umbrellas, and Dear God by XTC. But in the end, this song, It'll End in Tears by The Lilac Time, has been chosen as Box 39's official song of the 2018-19 season for Colchester United. Postcard from Indonesia. It's a bit of a funny situation, really. You know, I've got Bill and Ian from Colon Radio coming out to visit me. And, you know, that's great. It's, it'd be lovely to see them. But the original reason why I wanted them to come has actually evaporated. You know, I thought, oh, a couple of people are coming out from Britain to see me here in Indonesia. The idea was, yeah, brilliant, they can bring me some Marmite. Maybe uh, one or two kilograms each. Because, you know, I just can't get Marmite here in Yogyakarta in central Java. But now that reason, as I said, has evaporated because I got this Dutch guy who has a wife here who lives in a village on uh, on the mountains just to the south of the city. And he comes over about three times a year. He plans to retire here, maybe uh, next year or the year after. And he brings loads of Marmite every time he comes. These little 200-gram squeezy bottles, which I was very sceptical about because 
I'm very much a traditionalist about Marmite, but the squeezy bottles were good because it kind of restricts the amount of Marmite that comes out, or at least you can control it. So you can use a very small amount of Marmite on a piece of toast. Now, my friend Tim here, he pointed out quite rightly, he sort of looked at me sideways and said, yeah, there's a lot to be said, though, for eating too much Marmite. And he's right. However, when you're really treating it like a precious commodity, the idea that you don't use very much each time but still get the Marmite effect is very valuable. Yeah, you can get Vegemite here, and Vegemite's okay. It's got kind of a sour aftertaste. It isn't really quite the same. And ever since this Dutch guy started bringing this Marmite that he bought in his local supermarket, good on the Dutch for having Marmite. Good on them. It's a complete anathema to Indonesians. I haven't met a single Indonesian person that can stand it for even a second in their mouth. Anyway, up until he started this for me, it was a case of only getting a hold of Marmite on trips to Singapore for sure, and possibly Kuala Lumpur, but even that wasn't for sure. And then trips to Australia meant that you couldn't get Marmite because Marmite as is found in Australia is the New Zealand version that is licensed, the name, but it's like really sweet and not nice at all and not the same thing as Marmite. It's like a kind of a, a sort of a, an atrocity of honey gone wrong, just really sweet. But in the supermarkets in Australia, you can get Promite, which does taste the same as Marmite. Anyway, I don't need Ian and Bill to come, but they have a radio program to make, and uh, I suppose we'll record some stuff, fill up the hour week after week, and so be it. We'll just have to see. But just so you know, I haven't cancelled my order for three kilograms of Marmite. That'll be in their suitcases, for sure. been busted twice for Marmite at Heathrow, once for a very large jar. I was trying to impress somebody and the guy said, you can't take this. I said, come on. And then in the end I said, look, give me, let me take some out and put it in. He said, there's no decanting of Marmite this side of security. I said, show me that written down somewhere. Anyway, he wouldn't let me have it. But then I discovered that Canada banned Marmite. They banned Marmite. I seem to be the only person who knows this. They banned Marmite because it's, they, somebody over officious discovered it's got a secret ingredient. And when they asked for the secret ingredient, Marmite wouldn't tell them because it's a secret. So they banned it because they couldn't import anything. They didn't know what it was. So, and I immediately suggested a series of commercials for Marmite where I am busted at Canadian, you know, immigration. And then I, and, the, and, and there's a struggle and whatever. And then the next commercial, I'm strapped to a chair. People are slapping me around the face. There are bright lights in my eyes and they're trying to get the secret ingredient. And I, of course, won't tell them because I'm an Englishman and I'm not going to tell them anybody, you know, what the secret ingredient of Marmite is. I mean, I also like, I can't believe we're having this conversation, but I also like Vegemite. I'm, you know, I don't mean, you know, I don't, I don't shout about it, but I do, you know, on occasions when the Marmite was unavailable, that I, you know, obviously I organize it so that's very rare, but on those occasions I have been uh, left with Vegemite, and Vegemite can be fine. New Zealand Marmite, no, though. I've I have not tried. I've been to New Zealand. I think I had my own. I think I smuggled my own. I did. I did oh. too. Don't worry. Love it. I like Marmite. Like to spread it. recent uh, Box 39 show, we had a discussion about the concept of zero. We talked about some things we attached zero value to, and I proposed packaging. What value does it have? Now, it may add to the ability to advertise a product, but it won't make it taste any better or work any faster or increase the product's lifespan. It's just that. It's just packaging. We see it everywhere, and by that I don't mean wrapped around the product. 
We sit on the sides of our roads, lodged in or blowing around from trees and hedgerows, floating in rivers and canals, strewn across our beaches. We seem, as a population, to give it zero value, to see it as worthless. The problem is it costs to collect it and dispose of it. It costs in the ever-reducing diversity of our animal and plant species. And that's before we start on how the very packaging we toss out of our car windows will in all probability enter our systems. In some part of it will be eaten by something that we then eat. Even if the likes of wax paper and mixed packaging like Tetra Packs cannot be recycled, they do have calorific value. Then again, no one wants an incinerator in their local area either, even though we're all guilty of purchasing these over-packaged products wherever they be found, whether it's food, furniture or white goods. Our listener, Roger from Gusset Hill near St Ovith, and he wrote in to declare our Box 39 Zero Special a load of old rubbish. Down to Zero by the inimitable Joan Armour Trading, whose voice and songs managed to create a magical blend of power and vulnerability, defiance and fragility. Nowhere more deftly demonstrated than here in this 1976 song about losing her partner to another woman. She is down to the ground, down to zero. The greatest thing that can happen to a businessman or woman is to surround yourself with talented people who also happen to be loyal. You never know what makes a loyal person. And guess what? If they're not loyal to you one time, don't give them a second chance because they won't be loyal to you the next time. In January of 2019, our Box 39 show was about letters. Many historians use letters when they go about their work because they are valuable windows for looking into the past. Letters that rely on storytelling or that uh, uh, perhaps um, have a personal communication in them. Well, they're all a, they're all a historical source and uh, gives people uh, wanting to understand past events and the people involved in them a useful, uh, an inspiring and a sometimes challenging threshold for the story they want to tell. Moreover, most letters have a certain open, candid quality which contrasts with the highly conceptualised and self-protective language of more official documents. 
Now, although only literate people uh, exchange letters in the past, they're important to a wide variety of people, whether they're rich, not so rich, old and young, women and men, and thus letters are among the most democratic of all historical sources. Well, as for the most significant letter ever, that is a big call, I have to say. But I suggested on the show that the so-called Groans of the Britons letter, sent in around 450 AD by ancient Britons, appealing for Roman help in resisting invaders. And when no help came, the Britons asked Germanic uh, mercenaries uh, for help to come to their assistance and leading to the Germanic takeover of Britain. This was effectively the start of the English language. Nowadays, English is spoken by about 20% of the Earth's 7.5 billion people, of which 360 million people use it as their mother tongue. So, what do you think? What do you think is the most significant letter ever? Writing this letter to you partly out of gratitude for providing so much of the original soundtrack of my teenage years and doing so in an unconventional and pioneering way, a style that can give comfort to an adolescent seeking individuality and identity in a boys' school full of Genesis and Led Zeppelin fans. I also want to thank you, Brian for being so clever even if I did not always realize the extent of it when I was 13 years old. It was only in preparing for this special edition of Box 39 on letters that I realized that this song, No One Receiving from 1977, was almost certainly about the letter from humanity addressed to whoever might be out there in the universe that was placed aboard the Voyager spacecraft launched in 1977, a letter unlikely ever to be received or answered by anyone, and yet it sprang from the same human impulse that gave rise to prehistoric historic cave paintings and handprints to record our memories, our questions and ourselves. Thank you, Brian. Yours truly, Adrian. Back to silence, back to minus, with the purple sky behind us in Hello, I'm Bill Lawrence, and this is my Big Bag of Onions. Bill's Big Bag of Onions is on Colm Radio every Sunday from 10pm to midnight, and again on Monday nights from midnight to 2am. The late night blend of music and words that means so much, and yet never really explains anything. Bill's Big Bag of Onions... Late Night Dreamscape Radio for any time of the day.
I've seen over the years many people, they're highly inflexible. They have a straight line, but a lot of times that line has to change. And if you don't have a plan B, it's just not going to work. I really think this is something you want to show them. Yeah. And this is plan B. We might have a decision to make. You need flexibility or you're never, ever going to be successful. I view everybody as wanting my job. So everybody is ultimately competition. So when you go through periods where people come at you, go after them, fight them hard, and win. was during our show on dreams in February of 2019 and Adrian told me about one of his dreams about Colm Radio. For some reason he said he was on his way to an abbey on a hill. Uh, maybe it had something to do with the daffodil he was carrying. There was someone in the abbey who needed a, a typically Dutch flower and before he could get there in his way was blocked by a farmer from Rotterdam and he said what are you like and I think it had something to do with the hairpiece that he was wearing as he climbed over the stile in the corner of his field a jaybird landed on his head yes and it then flew away with both his hairpiece and his daffodil but it didn't matter in the end because there was a massive magnet repelling the fillings in his teeth and he couldn't reach the abbey door. He then woke up, that is to say though, he woke up in the dream and he found himself in the official Colne Radio igloo. He went to the kitchen to make some tea which did turn out too well because in the process of making it, the counter and the table and the cooker all melted because they were made of ice. As he stepped out of the igloo, he realised it was on the edge of an oasis in the Sahara. Just then, a motorcyclist wearing flip-flops taking a day off from the Trans-African Enduro Rally asked him why he was wearing garters. Well, ladies and gentlemen, cold radio listeners, if you know what all of that means, or even part of it, send us a text or email, usual address, or even better, use Twitter or Facebook, where we are, at Box39. This is a cover version of Green Day's Boulevard of Broken Dreams by a bluegrass band from America called Cornbread Red. In case you're curious, here is some of the original version. And here is a cool and mellow version by Violet Orlandi with a fragile yet defiant voice backed by acoustic guitar. And here is Utada Hitaru with a Japanese version. Nope, sorry, I specifically said do not introduce the song. Sorry, Hitaru, this is Cone Radio, not YouTube. So, also doing a piano version, here is Javi Pereira. My 
shadows The only one that walks beside me My shallow heart's the only thing that's beating Sometimes I wish someone up there will find me Till then I walk alone And here it is again, sung by celibate Gregorian monks from the caves in the hills overlooking Rochdale. And here is a kind of sub-thrash metal rendition by Neck Deep. I walk You're listening to Bill Lawrence casting his eyes and ears back over the last few months of Box 39 here on Colm Radio on 106.6 FM. It was on our show on Secrets in March 2019 that we revealed exclusively the best-kept secret in Essex. Yes, that's right, we did. The Kelvin Hatch secret nuclear bunker in the borough of Brentwood in our lovely county of Essex. Well, it's a large underground bunker and it's maintained all the way through the Cold War. It was maintained rather as a potential regional government headquarters. Uh, the bunker was built 125 feet underground and the entrance is through an ordinary looking bungalow set amongst trees. The inside of the bungalow leads to a 100 metre tunnel entering the bunker at its lowest floor and above are two more floors, that's the hill which covers it, and then a, a radio mask. Now during the 60s, 70s, 80s and 90s, the purpose of the bunker changed that at an emergency regional government defence site and eventually in the early 1980s, uh, 90s rather, when nuclear threat was seen as diminished, the bunker was sold back to the farming family that owned the land even in the 1950s and it's now a Cold War museum and retains many of its original features. And that was just one of the many secrets revealed during that Box 39 show. Let's go climb up on the roof In the twilight 360 degree views As we lie down Watch the fading light turn into stars Here you are This is Neil Finn singing Secret God from his 2001 album entitled One Nil. One of the inadvertently best kept secrets about Neil Finn, judging by how many people don't seem to realise it, but he is from New Zealand and not from Australia. Now, in a slick post-ironic move, I'm going to tell you eight things about Neil Finn that are not secret. One. Neil was born on 27th of May 1958 in New Zealand. Two, with his brother, Tim Finn, he was the co-frontman of Kiwi pop sensation Split Ends. That band split in 1984 and Neil formed the much more successful Crowded House with a couple of Australians, hence the confusion. Crowded House played on and off until now, but in 2018, in an extraordinary move that came in the wake of Lindsay Buckingham getting fired, Neil Finn became the lead singer and guitarist of Fleetwood Mac for their world tour anyway. None of that was secret, although you might not have been aware of that last bit.
I'm here on the outskirts of Stockholm in Sweden, setting up the latest venture to try to promote cricket in this country. It's called, well, I don't know what it's called yet, but it's the first nude cricket match. Ten overs aside, and you can only play if you're over 60. You almost like a sort of swinging cricket match. But uh, there's no pads. Uh, you can wear a box if you want. Of course, to play, you have to pay a membership entrance fee by my good uh, offshore trust companies. I'll supply the food. When I got here, though, I noticed I just there was a there was a, a gap in the market. There didn't seem to be any salmon, so I've got an opportunity to uh, probably broaden their horizons with that. And of course, there's the betting on the side. There will be ball tempering during the course, of and of course, there will be no. Absolutely no ball tempering during the course of the proceedings. When one of the females comes into bat, fielders are allowed as close to the batsman as possible. So we have come to the end of our Box 39 Summer Stock Take Show with me, Bill Lawrence. And while we've been on the air, there's actually been a big development with regard to the industrial dispute and the fact that Ian, Mike, Adrian and the whole of Ausgang Exit are down there on the picket lines in the Colm Radio Towns car park. It's been decided that I will travel alone and at Withenhoe Residence expense to the International Arbitration Centre in the Bahamas and stay in the five-star Paradise Beach Hotel, where I will hold a press conference in order to announce an increase in wages for the entire Box 39 team, and so bring the strike to an end. I will then remain in the Bahamas for two weeks, just in case anyone needs to talk to me uh, and ask me any questions about Colm Radio. And of course, you can listen at your leisure to any or all of the previous shows from Box 39 and full and glorious stereo. Just go to www.mixcloud.com forward slash box 39 and with that bill lawrence here in the studio at com radio all i can say is be seeing you Thirty nine has been a guppy production for Colm Radio.